this is why Vince Scully was so attached to these two men. Number one. He called Jackie and I into his office, and he said, now, I have stuck my neck out the window for you fellas to play in the major league. Please don't let him chop it off. I'll never forget those words. And Vince Scully will never forget the power of the wheelchair that Roy Campanella sat in. So here you're going you're gonna to listen to a game against the Angels where Vince Scully, he just sees a cell phone twinkling in the crowd, the modern world we live in. But he reflects way back to 1959 when Roy Campanella had a tribute at the Coliseum where instead of cell phones, the fans lit matches. But the poetry that comes out of Vince Scully, what that wheelchair meant to him. Let's go to number two. There's something new this year, the twinkling lights of the cell phones. It always brings back the memory of Roy Campanella, the Coliseum, 1959. They used matches then. Number, number three. 93,000 people that night lit matches in the Coliseum. Tribute to Roy. Pee Wee Reese pushing Campanella out to the mound in a wheelchair. And Campanella pointing out 93,000. That's my number backwards. He wore 39. And now you can imagine Vince Scully's revisiting, visualizing Pee Wee Reese wheeling Roy Campanella in a wheelchair. And now his brain is starting to paint that picture. You don't feel sorry for Roy Campanella because his career ended with that car accident. He's in a wheelchair. No, proudly he comes out in that wheelchair. Listen to how Vince Scully describes it. Number four. One ball and two strike. Yep. The year was 59. A remarkable year. Unfortunately, Roy had to enjoy it from a chair. But enjoy it he did. His chair suddenly became a throne. One and two, the crown. His chair suddenly became a throne. That's the magic of Vince Scully. The visual power of the wheelchair. I want you to listen to really why Roy Campanella was so special. The great Dodger pitcher, Carl Erskine, listen to him describe what was special about his catcher. Carl Erskine threw two no-hitters. Roy Campanella was his catcher. Number five. Can you describe Campy, how he handled you as a pitcher? I mean, briefly. Yeah, Campy, what Campy did more than anything else for the pitcher staff was how he made you pace yourself. Pitchers always are over-anxious, especially if you have a bad pitch, you throw a home run or something, you want the ball back, you want to go. He wouldn't let you do that. He made, he made you stay within yourself. And then his savvy, eh, that's not smarts, that's not intellect, that's something you can't describe. You just had a feel for the game. Number six. And when you face guys over and over and over and over, yeah. I guess Kiner's going to be here mm -hmm. today. You face a guy like Kiner. Uh, those teams, you play 22 times a year. So 11, 11 on the road. Now, you're in the league 10 or 12 years. Think how many times you face the same guys over, right, right. And, over and over. And so uh, Campy, then, he was great at uh, the mind game. What to throw, when to throw it. Yep. But he was an easy personality. Number seven. He helped Newcomb a lot because 
Luke was a little volatile, and he was one of the early blacks. He had to face a lot of those indignities, same as Jackie did. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't handling that as well as Jackie, probably. So Campy was really a soothing influence on Luke. But, but, and the manager would basically say to the pitching staff, a lot of us were pretty young, if you shake Campy off, you better have a good reason. I mean, yeah. You shake off the pitch he wants you to throw. Carl Erskine loved shaking him off, but they also loved working together as a team. Finally, number eight. He's been around. He knows what to do. You, you kind of follow Roy. And uh, so Roy used to say to the young pitchers, now you young pitchers, you just throw what old Campy calls, I'll make you a winner. <laughs> so I'd lose a game by putting the box in his locker right next to mine. I said, okay, Campy, look at this. This is Erskine losing pitcher. Can that say Campanella losing catcher? Come on. So Roy said, well, you can always shake me off. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, that wheelchair became a throne. The visualization of the power of the wheelchair. What about hearing the power of the wheelchair? Coming up next, we'll get into it with the great Quincy Jones and the detective show Ironside. We're going to be talking at 8.15 to the great Dave Davis about the power of the wheelchair after World War II. Wheelchair basketball. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN.